Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my friend. Oh my God, I am coming to you post-retreat. I just got back from five days off the grid. And I'm talking no phone, no laptop, like no work, no kids, no husband. I was no one in nowhere with no thing, no place, no time, no space. Like, yo, it was like bliss. And it sounded terrible when I was about to go away to this retreat. My girlfriend said to me, listen, you got to go to this retreat. It's incredible. It's life-changing. It's a wellness detox retreat here in Australia called Gwingana. And I'm going to tell you all about it because I learned a lot about myself. And hopefully you may see yourself in this story. You may get some bits of wisdom from what I experienced. And always that's my intention when sharing my story on the Life Lessons series. But let me tell you, oh my God, what I learned about myself going away for five days, being disconnected to reconnect to myself was a freaking game changer. And honestly, if it wasn't for my friend, I wouldn't have done it. I had no interest in going away and resting. I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but your girl is addicted to Instagram and I love being always on and available and I'm go, go, go and I'm very high energy and I resonate with, you know, just just doing all the things and always being on and oh my gosh. So I wanted to do this episode because I learned a lot I learned a lot that I thought I knew already. I'm doing air quotes. Stuff that I knew. I already know that. Yeah, I know we're all stressed out. Yeah, I know we need to rest. Yeah, I know I shouldn't eat that. Yeah, I know I should sleep more and I shouldn't look at my phone first thing in the morning. I know that. But there's knowing and then there's knowledge. There's data. Like you know shit in your head. There's information that you intellectually understand, which is some, you know, knowledge, some data. And then there's knowing, which is you're getting the physical result of this shit in your life. You are living and breathing it. You are it. And I just had a whole bunch of information about rest and what I should be doing. And I know this and I know that, but I wasn't listening to it. And I damn wasn't seeing, I for sure wasn't seeing the result in my life. And so when I checked out Gwingana and when my girlfriend told me about it and she said to me, you better book. I'm gonna call you by Friday. You better book. And I'm like, oh shit, I need a book. I'm going to book this. Told my husband, he's like, go, go do this. This is going to be so good for you. And I had all the feels going, how do I feel going away for five days and not being with my kids and my husband? Remember, we just all went through a pandemic. I did not feel comfortable leaving my children by myself. I'd never been away by myself, never been away by myself. 
me say that again, ever. I am Kling Master Flex. I love my husband. <laughs> I love doing everything with Hamish. I love hanging out with people, extroverted as fuck, like love humans, love community, love being the life of the party and making friends with strangers. So I wasn't like needing to go away and be alone and be by myself and have me time. I'm like, I don't desire that. I don't miss that. I don't need that. Even if you don't desire it, oh, do we need that? Let me tell you. So I booked and as I was leaving in the airport, I was starting to get teary eyed and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm about to cry. Like people going off and not seeing their family for years. And I'm, I'm just going to five days to a spa, like the biggest spa in the Southern hemisphere, by the way. And I'm over here crying, but I really felt this, I don't know, this sense of like, I'm going to miss my kids and are they going to be okay and security. And I've been with them for two years straight. I haven't broke with them. I've been on retreats that I facilitate with my husband but not on my own. And so I got to the airport. I knew what to expect a little bit because my girlfriend told me, these are the treatments. These are the things. This is really great. She goes every year. So I felt really looked after and nurtured by her. Like really thank God for her because if I didn't have her wisdom and her experience, I wouldn't have known what I was getting myself into and it wouldn't have been as an incredible experience as it was. So before I left, I saw her and she said to me, you should consider silence while you're there. And I looked at her like, what? What are you talking about? Consider silence. And it's like, just think about when someone comes up to you at dinner at this retreat and asks you, what do you do? What are you going to say? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be like, my name is Erica. I'm a confidence coach. I help women. This is what I do. This is my Instagram, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to probably start coaching people. I'm going to be on. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to be me. And I want to go there and be nobody. I don't want to be the queen of confidence. I don't want to be an Instagram influence coach. I don't want to be a therapist while I'm there. I'm there for me. I'm there to be no one. I'm there to disconnect and be a student. And thank goodness that she asked me that because she's right. I was going to be on making friends, getting clients, pulling out my phone, tagging, following, doing all that shit. And so... I got there and I was a little bit scared on the way there at the airport in Queensland. It's at the, it's in the Gold Coast up in some valley. Beautiful. Oh my God. Visually, this place visually is incredible. And it's so sad that I didn't have my phone to take photos, but also bittersweet because I got to take photos with my eyes. I got to take it in and be present with the visions and what I was seeing and nature and trees. And, you know, I saw a peacock, like I'd never seen a peacock in real life. It was beautiful, like little kangaroos and wallabies and birds and nature. And I had my eyeballs to take photos. I, I took mental photos with my eyes. And it's still, when I close my eyes, I can still see the beautiful place. So I didn't have my phone for that. So I'm at the airport and I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm starting to bite my nails. I took my nails off. I didn't want to wear my nails. I didn't want to put makeup on. I didn't want to bring anything artificial. I was like, I just want to be there. I'm going to be clean. I'm going to have my little nubs, my little fingers that look like little boy hands with no nails on them. You know, I'm just going to go and enjoy some, some nature, some naturalness for myself. So I'm at the airport and they're about to pick us up and we're at the little waiting area. And I could feel my leg twitching, you know, doing the little leg shake. 
like the, I can't stay still. And I started to want to bite my nails and I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? So I pull my journal out and I'm like, what's going on? How are you feeling? How are you really? And it starts. Well, one part of me feels a little bit anxious and overwhelmed that I'm leaving my business and I'm leaving the team. And mind you, we were in the middle of a sisterhood launch. So the sisterhood is my year-long life coaching program that is the bomb. And we open and close the doors throughout the year. And we were in open mode. We were in launch mode. And I was leaving the last week where this is usually when I'm talking about it on social media. I'm like, sisterhood is open. Let's go. And I'm leaving. Also, we were about to have our first live event, our first live sisterhood day in person that we've had all year. It's August, right? Like it's our first live event of the year. Our team remembers live events from all the years prior, but it's been a minute since we've done one and I'm not going to be there. Like there was so much. My husband was doing home inspections because we're buying a house right now. And it's just, it was like the worst time to go away, but the best time to go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, When's the best time to go away for five days when you run a business and you got kids and life is crazy? So I'm at the airport and I gave myself some space and I recommend this to you if you ever feel like I did. I got the journal out and I was like, how are you? How are you really? What's going on? Why are you twitching? Why are you biting your nail? Are you nervous? What are you nervous about? I just started asking myself questions as if I was observing myself. So the observer who I really am started to question me and coach me and ask me questions. And I started writing and journaling. And it really was healing. And it really was eye-opening. And it was liberating because I got to be how I was. I was nervous. And yeah, my team's amazing. Like, yo, Nikki, Janie, Hamish, Kim, Tash, Miri, all the everybody's on my team. The next level, next level women. I'm so blessed. However, the truth is, subconsciously, there was a a worry. There was a concern. There was a nervous energy. So I gave myself some space and I said, what's going on? And I went, a part of me feels nervous. I feel irresponsible for leaving in the middle of a sisterhood launch. I feel scared that the team's not going to be able to keep the momentum up. What if everything goes to shit? And I was like, oh, and I let myself write it. I didn't judge myself. And then I went to the other part. Another part of me knows that this is exactly what I need right now. This part knows that I am exhausted and that I need rest and that I haven't stopped and that this is going to be so good for me. And that part is full of wisdom and she's excited and, and ready to rest. She needs to rest. And she was the predominant part. Like if I looked at predominantly how I was feeling, that was it, that trust that resting, that let's go, you need this, let's do this. She was the one that was predominant. And then there was another part, an anxious part. And the anxious part was like, what are we going to do? How are we going to organize things? What is the schedule? Is Hamish going to be okay with the kids? What if something happens? She just had all the anxiety and I just let her write. I gave her some space to share how she was feeling. Just sitting at the airport right before I left, Allowing myself to dump all this shit that was going on in my mind, all these parts of me, the nervous part, the anxious part, the excited part, the part that's worried and and wants to control the business situation, the fearful part, the part that's ready to rest, the tired part, the part that's looking forward to relaxing and unwinding. And she trusts 
She's the one that's getting us there. However, if I wouldn't have sat down and journaled, and let me tell you, I wrote in this damn journal every single day, sometimes seven times a day. It was such a release. It was such a letting go. It was an allowing instead of suppressing what I truly feel. I got on the shuttle bus. They took us to the place and I just let go. I was like, I'm here. That's it. It took me probably, I got there on Sunday. It took me till Wednesday to fully unwind. You know how when you go away and you're still kind of raveled up? Wednesday, I was like, I'm going to have a bath at 8 a.m. I'm going to go for a walk. I was like chilling, cloud nine. Like I could have been there for a few more days. I was like, yeah, we could do this. I got this. I'm good. I know how to relax now. But it took me three days to unwind from my nervous system and my busy life and my busy doing mind, wanting to always do stuff. So I got there, got into my room. And that first night we had, so what happens here is you have meals with everybody. So there's this beautiful pavilion kind of restaurant thing with a beautiful fire. And there's a naturopath there every morning and every night and every lunch. There's a spa people there so that if you want to get a spa treatment, you can. Their spa is next level. And I got all the stuff, girl. I was like, yo, I was like, sign me up for this, 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 this. Thankfully, my friend told me what to get. But I also got other stuff because I was just like, I'm going to be there. I'm doing this. And so that first night we had dinner together. And I was at a table and there was nothing wrong with anybody who was there. They were all amazing people. However, the first night, people started sharing their story, why they were there, what they do for work. Even though they say, don't ask people what they do. That's what humans do, right? What do you do? Where do you live? What, why are you here? How'd you get into what you do? You just start opening up about your life. And there was someone who was sharing about their lives and it was a woman and I looked across and when I saw her, I was like, that's a sisterhood client. Like, that's my client. That is the women that I serve, the women that listen to my podcast. Like, that's her. And I got so, ra- like, I got raveled up. I got wrapped up in her story, in her trauma, in what was going on for her, in why she came, in her situation, in the challenges she's experiencing. Oh my God, I was so in it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do when you leave this retreat? And like in my head, you know, I'm like, what are you going to do when you leave this retreat? Like you need environment. Like after you leave is when everything goes to shit, right? Like I'm thinking in my head, how is this woman going to cope? She's going to go back home to her kids and her abusive this and that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, nah, like I am not, I did not come here for that. I did not come here to be a coach. I didn't come here to serve other people. I didn't come here to give advice. I came here for me. And so that first night was a wake up call because I was like, I need to shut off. I need to do what my friend said. I need silence. I need alone. I need to isolate myself. I need to not talk to people. Like, yo, if you know me, that's like the opposite of me. Like when I meet strangers, I'm like, oh, hey, oh my God, what's your name? Where are you from? Like, I'm so chatty. I am such a person who loves other people. I am extroverted. I love communicating and talking and making friends. And literally, I did the opposite. So something that we tell our attendees at our retreats are, do the opposite of what you always do. You are here. That is so hard to get you to a retreat. It is so hard to organize your family, your schedule, your work, your life, you know, traveling, all that. Now you're here. Like, be here for you. And let me tell you, it was one of the most powerful things that I did. So that next, that night, I was like, hey, 
I need to sit by myself, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a table by myself. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to hear stories. I can't. Like, that's my job. I'm a therapist, coach. Like, I, I can't do that. They were like, 100%, we got you. So I sat in a table by myself staring out the window with a little name tag, Erica, table of one. And thankfully, I FWOT. If you don't know what that is, you need to go listen to more podcasts. But it's like, fuck what others think. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. So I didn't feel weird sitting by myself or being antisocial. I don't give a shit. And I just sat by myself every meal. I read books. I've been, I was reading um, Viola Davis's Finding Me. Highly recommend that book. Oh, my God. Finding Me by Viola Davis. I was reading her story. I love her. She's like my favorite actress. And I finished that book in a day and a half. It's like 350 pages. I haven't finished a book like that. I don't know in how many years. Insane. I listen to audiobooks because I'm always on the go. And I just sat there and I journaled and I journaled and I talked to myself and I, and I spoke about the day and how I was feeling and what was going on for me. And I was sad because I missed the kids. And then I would meet someone on the walks and hear stories and have experiences and have treatments. I had some therapy while I was there. And oh my goodness. Oh my God, I got to get to that. I will in a minute. But anyway, the point of the story is I sat by myself. And at the end of the retreat, I had a few women who I had made friends with. And we just spoke, you know, in Qigong. Every morning we did Qigong uh, on our night, you know, hikes and our nature walks. I spoke to them or if they were walking by me, I would be like, good morning and talk to them. But then first three days, I was like, don't talk to anyone. Feel what it feels like to be antisocial. Feel what it feels like to be air quotes, grumpy bitch who doesn't want to talk to people. Don't we judge people when we see a grumpy face who doesn't make eye contact and doesn't smile? Oh, they're grumpy. Oh, they're not nice. Oh, she's a bitch. I know I've done it in the past. And I was like, I'm going to sit in that stereotype that I've said about other people and see how that feels because I'm not always on. I can't always be happy go lucky. There are moments where I'm quiet and introverted and sad. Maybe not a lot, but what would it feel like to live as that version of me? What would that feel like? What benefit would that give me to not speak, to listen, to not make eye contact, to not smile at a stranger? Because I usually do. And it was so uncomfortable. And at the end of the retreat, I had a few women say to me, I just have to tell you, I'm so jealous of your table of one. <laughs> they were like, I was so jealous that you got to sit by yourself and read a book and stare out the window and not talk to anyone. But I chose that. I made a conscious decision. I asked the question. I requested that that's the way I got looked after when I was there because that's what I needed. And here's the thing. When we don't know what we need, we don't know how to ask for it. And I knew that I needed some solitude. I knew that I needed to listen more than I spoke. I knew that I needed to slow down and to not interact with the stories of humans I live for humans. I live for the stories of women. I live for stories like that. I am so engulfed in that. I am so, I live for that. But while I was there, I was there for me. I was not there to be of service. I was not there to coach. I was not there to help someone, support someone, guide someone. I was not there to make friends and build community. I have a community. That's all I do. And it was so interesting because a lot of the people that worked there, who, by the way, they were the loveliest people, that production they got going on was like nothing I've ever seen. It was life-changing experience. One of the ladies, I made really good friends with her. She was lovely. And she's like, so 
are you in silence? I'm like, no, I'm not in silence. I'm just not talking to other attendees like that at a table. I'm just not here to listen to stories. I'm not here to be on because that's what I do for work. And they were like, we get it. Because they were just like, this lady's antisocial. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not. I love humans. I will lick people's faces if they would let me in the streets. I love humans. So that was big for me. That, that point was really big for me. And I got some really great treatments. So every morning you would go to Qigong at 6.15 in the morning, which is like a martial art movement meditation. Beautiful, beautiful. And then you would go on a hike. So you could choose like a, a gentle walk, a real hard walk or a Pilates yoga kind of thing. And I went the first day I was like, I'm gonna go on the hard walk because that's what I do. I do hard things. I'm a yang person. I'm not yin. So I was like, girl, chill, go for the quiet little walk that's easy. Look around. It's non-strenuous. You're just quiet. You're doing nothing. So again, trying to do the opposite of what I normally do. And then you'd have breakfast. And every morning in the breakfast, the food was like organic, beautiful food, dairy-free, gluten-free. You would have a shot of apple cider vinegar before you ate your food. And I know that sounds gross to some people, but it helps you digest. And then you would have a tea, a digestive detox tea after Oh my goodness, my stomach was tripping after two days. I was like, I'm like, I got the runs. What's going on here? It's meant to be a detox, meant to be good for me. And they said to us, if you can't handle all these veggies and all this fiber and all of this good food, something is wrong with your gut and you're not processing, your enzymes aren't processing and not working well. And I was just like, wow. So after that second day, my stomach started to feel better. The gut bacteria started to heal. I didn't realize how much coffee I was having, how much bad food, things that weren't good for me I was having. Um, I would have gluten every once in a while. I would have ice cream with the kids every once in a while. And that dairy is not good for me. So one of the highlights of my trip, I always talk about poo. If you don't listen to my podcast, if this is your first one, (laughs) you will have fun listening to all my poo stories. I always talk about it. And my book is called Confidence Feels Like Shit. So there you go. I got a colonic. And that was the highlight. One of the highlights, I've always wanted to get a colonic. And the woman who gave the colonic, this retreat center, they do seminars. So there was the poo talk. That's what she called it. She was so damn funny. And I've always said, if somebody's going to put a hose in my ass, they better tell me a damn joke. And she did. (laughs) She was the best. So educated on our gut and the colon and the, and the, food that we eat and why we don't process our food and why we have our crazy, like gassy, bloated, all the different poos that we have. And she like took you through a little chart and how it should be. And if it's like this, it means that. And I'm telling you what, like the health side of this retreat was next level. Your food, how much you eat, the portions that you eat, how much water you're having, the tea, your sleep, your stress levels, the fucking phone, the laptop, the always being on living in high stress, drinking alcohol. I don't drink anymore. I can't like hurts my body. That's another podcast I have to do because again, I used to talk about how I drank and I had a drinking problem and I literally can't drink now. And so many of us on a Tuesday night, on a Wednesday night, on a Thursday night, on a Monday night, drinking red wine, a bottle of wine. I mean, our whole system, our whole system is, is getting intoxicated. And so that colonic was life-changing. It was so amazing. I literally, if you could see me, I have an inner glow. Like 
I saw everybody when I came back. They're like, you're literally glowing. Something's going on with your skin. I lost all my bloating and I got my period when I got back. So I was on my bleed, not bloated, looking thinner than I've ever looked, feeling better than I've ever felt. No coffee. No coffee. I don't need coffee, y'all. I'm a psycho. If you listen to me, I'm crazy. I'm so hyper. I don't need any coffee. And the things that I was doing, looking at my phone first thing in the morning, looking at my phone in bed at night, scrolling, that blue light affecting my sleep, I would go to bed and I wouldn't sleep for 45 minutes. I'd be in bed awake, thinking, thinking, getting ideas, writing things down, grabbing my phone. Like that was, I was getting six hours max a night and I need seven to eight. You need seven to eight right? To operate well and for your brain to function and for you to have the right amount of oxygen and for your nutrition system to be able to digest all the food you're eating. Like there's so much we don't know about our system. So I was getting schooled. I was going to these seminars. I was doing my yoga. I was doing my beautiful walks, breath work. And in between all this, you would get your treatments. I think I left off with every morning at 8 a.m. at breakfast, you would have a little name tag that said Erica, you know, colonic or uh, the Hawaiian massage or the journey or different things you were getting. And so every day was like Christmas. You had all your spa treatments and you would just go. And then there would be a seminar and there would be lunch. There would be morning tea, afternoon tea. It was the most incredible experience. I had the room to myself, had a bathtub. I don't know how many baths I had, but I had a lot. (laughs) I don't have a bath at my house. I just have a shower. And I love me a bath. It just relaxes the shit out of me. I love it. I was reading books, having a bath, journaling. I mean, I didn't know I needed this. I didn't know I needed this. That was the biggest aha. Having my phone on airplane mode. And that second night, I cracked it because I I like really missed my husband. I was crying. I missed the kids because they sleep in my bed. Had this big old bed by myself, pillows everywhere, trying to be like, that's my kid. That's my husband. (laughs) Pillows all over me. Anyway, I called my husband because I just cracked. I was like, I need to talk to you. And he was like, I'm so depressed. I miss you. And I was like, oh, but it was beautiful. Other than that, I was switched off. I didn't have anything. I went and had uh, equine therapy, which if you haven't had that before, it's you're working with a therapist, like mental health, like therapy and a horse or horses. Oh my God. Listen, when I tell you that I'm not just saying this, I've done a lot of work on my messed up life. I spent eight years, eight years unraveling my trauma, my stories, my beliefs, my bullshit, the shit that held me back, all of that, my subconscious undercurrent that was taking over my life. I spent eight years, over 200K now on mentors, coaches, healing retreats, shamanic healing, spiritual, you know, everything, you name it. I spent a lot of money on it and a lot of time before I became a coach and I'm still healing and I'm still working and developing myself as we speak. And I'm telling you that to tell you this, when I got into my therapy sessions, I had went to such depth that I was able to access the deep, deep, deep seated subconscious shit that was laying under there. When you first start doing this work, you're reaching the top layers. 
It's like when you lose weight. If you're really overweight, you lose weight really fast. You get weight off easier. If you're just trying to lose 10 pounds, it's going to be harder for you. If you're not super overweight, it's not, it's not easy to get that off. When you're really overweight, it's easier. It comes off faster. The little things you do make such a big difference. Same thing with personal development. I had done so much. I had excavated down to the bottom and I'm in this therapy session going, I booked this because my friend told me to book this. But if I'm honest, I'm not sure what's there. And I didn't want to be like an annoying client that's like, I've done all this work. I already dealt with my childhood trauma. You know, like I don't have anything else. That's not true, by the way. Don't say that because you do have something else. And so don't I. And so doesn't Oprah and Tony Robbins. We are human beings living in this experience, right? We will always have stuff that comes up that we need to deal with. And we can't see inside the fishbowl that we are in. We need external eyes to help us. So I said, I'm happy to surrender what comes. And I want to tell you what came because I think people think that I have my shit together. I think people think that I am confident and I am amazing and I've made it and I'm, I'm super uber confident and everything's always great and I am air quotes killing it. A lot of people think that about me. And I am literally just like you trying to navigate and figure out what the fuck I'm doing in my life, trying to deal with the beliefs and the bullshit that still holds me back. So I sat uh, with a lady named Carol and I did the journey. And the journey is this beautiful visualization that takes you to whatever issue you're having in a part of your body. It's a little bit like Gabor Mate's compassionate inquiry and a little bit of shamanism. Uh, it, it was beautiful. I won't spoil it if you do go get that done. And it's a thing that people do. The journey is a thing you can get trained in and it's, it's quite amazing. So I did the journey and the thing that came up for me in that was my impatience. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have big goals and big dreams to sit on a couch with Oprah, to be on a stage with Tony Robbins, to be doing big work with millions of women from around the world, to be sharing the story, to be giving the the support and the guidance and the mentorship that women that went through what I went through need. And I feel like that's my big vision. I want to do that. I'm 39 years old. I'm like, when is it going to happen? Is there a gatekeeper? I feel like maybe I'm too Spanish, too ghetto fabulous. I don't know enough. My old shit was, I need to be white. I need to be a college degree student. I need to be educated. I'm not allowed. I need to be more professional. A woman of color like me, from where I grew up, how I grew up is not allowed. There's a gatekeeper that's keeping me away from accessing that level. Do I need a PR? Do I need a publicist? Do I need an agent? Do I need a manager? Who's going to let me in? Who's letting me in? Who's going to give me the chance? The leg up. That's been my story, just so you know. That's been my narrative. That's been my, I've not made it yet. How am I going to crack through? How can I access more people? And all of this is driven by my big desire to be of service, by the way. So that's cool, right? That's good. However, it's also driven by my fear and my trauma and my belief that there's a gatekeeper and my belief that I'm not smart enough and I'm still a stupid Spanish girl from the hood. Because that was my big belief that was always threaded in my life. That I'm not good enough. That I'm not smart enough. That I'm not worthy. That I'm fucked up. That something's wrong with me. That that's why I'm not where I want to be. Oh, it makes me emotional. And that's what was driving. And I grew up with a bipolar mother who needed me to be the mother. I needed to be my own mother. 
I was sexually abused. I was physically abused. I was taken from my mom. I was put in handcuffs as a kid. I mean, the police were terrible to us. I was in and out of foster homes. I would go visit my mom at mental hospitals and I would, I would speak to these doctors and I would literally fight for her in these mental hospitals. And I'm eight years old at a table, at a board with all these doctors, you know, fighting for my mom's rights in a mental hospital with my social worker advocating for her. I'm fucking eight years old. So I learned that it's all on me. I'm responsible. I need to do it. It's all on me and I'm the only one that can do it. Now, guess what happens in my business, my friend? In my business, it's all on me. I need to make it happen. I'm always on. I got to do this. Let's go. It's not hustle. It used to be. I started with hustle, but it's definitely the cousin of hustle. It's very close to hustle. It's not rest. It's not balanced. It's out of balance. And it's driven by a fear. And we got to the fear with the horses. The horses don't play, yo. If you ever do equine therapy, the horses are so intuitive. I just walked up to the horses and started crying. I don't even know why I was crying. I was like, yo, these horses don't play. I was crying. It was wild. And I won't tell you all the detail because it was just, it's too much to say. And it was very special. But I got supported by them and I got beautiful messages from them and the therapist that was sharing what was going on. And what I got from that was, 12-year-old Erica was so grown up and handled everything and did everything and had her hands in everything. And she was responsible and she had to make it happen. And she, 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 her, her, her. It was all about her, her doing it on her own. She was not supported. She didn't have anyone to be with her, anyone she could turn to and lean on. And so that created a belief that it's all on me. I don't know if you resonate with that, but a belief that it's all on me, that I have to do it. And if I was honest, I was on that paddock with those horses. And I said to the therapist, do you know what? I don't even trust my husband has got me. And I know, I know Hamish has got me. Like I know that. But if I was being honest, which is what that moment called for, that's all I could be in that moment. I was like, I don't believe anyone. I, I bet on me. I back me. If at the end of the day, everything's on me, I bet me. I know I got this. What the fuck? Is that trauma response or what? That I can't lean on anyone, that no one's there to support me. And I just told you, I got an amazing team of very intelligent and incredible qualified women. And my husband, who is the brains of this biz, he helps me so much. He supports so much. And he's got my back. But I don't allow the help. I don't ask for it. I don't lean on them. And I'm driving the company with this deep-seated, unconscious fear that I'm going to lose it all. And I'm going to be poor. I'm not going to have anything because I'm a stupid Spanish girl who's not worth shit. (laughs) And that's what I got. That's why Erica's always on. That's why Erica's always available. That's why Erica's go, 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 go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I can't stop. Because if I stop, I'm going to lose everything. And I'm going to be how I was. This poor girl from the hood with no education. Poor and not worthy and broken and damaged and fucked up. And I got that lesson. And it was like, what? That was what was driving that? That is under there? And when I tell you that 
you cut an onion and we talk about personal developments like an onion, you know, that flaky purple skin. And then you start peeling that thick, ugly part of the skin that you're not going to use. And the deeper you get into the onion, the more you cry, right? You start crying and then you get that thin, weird, white skin that's all fucking slimy and thin and weird. Those are the pieces that make all the difference. And you don't get to get to that slimy, white, thin, weird piece of onion until you've moved through all the layers. And I believe we have many thin, slimy, white pieces of onion, by the way. And I just got to one. Oof. And I've gotten to these before, but this was a big one. This was a big one. And I just was like, nah, no more. Chill the fuck out. Relax. Trust. Do you not trust me? Do you not trust the universe? Do you not trust God, Buddha, Allah, whatever powers that be that got you here? They got you this far and you don't trust that it's going to take you all the way in the right time? You think you know better? Driving yourself with fear, scarcity, trauma response, lack, non-trusting. Wow. Yo, it was a bitch slap and a half from the horses in the paddock. And they did it with love and beautiful intention. And that's all I needed. I had those sessions. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I was leaving Friday. And by Thursday, I was just like, I see the light. (laughs) We had a fire ceremony Thursday night. And you won't believe it was the full moon. It was a beautiful, beautiful, the last super moon of the year. And we got to burn off what we were done with. Now, if you know me, you know I'm vulnerable and I like to share everything with you because I believe my lesson is your lesson. Your lesson is my lesson. And the more we share, the more we can connect with each other, the more we see ourselves in each other. So I'm going to share the things that I burnt in the fire ceremony. I took a piece of paper, wrote it in, burned it, but I made a copy for myself to remind myself of these things that I intentionally decided to let go of. We do this at our retreats and it's so powerful. So here we go. The things I let go in the fire. I let go of not prioritizing rest. I let go of being attached to my phone. I let go of always being on and wearing my high energy as a badge of honor. I let go of thinking it's all on me. I let go of the survival instinct that drives my fear of losing it all. I let go of neglecting my body and my inner health. I let go of always working at all times. I let go of feeling like I need to support everyone else. I let go of coffee. I let go of always being available. I let go of biting my nails and my skin. I let go of the pain from my childhood and the high level of responsibility I had. I let that go. I let go of the impatience that says, I still haven't made it. It's bullshit. I have everything I need right now. I let go of the story that I'm a stupid Spanish girl. I let go of the story that there's a gatekeeper who won't let me in. I let go of not sleeping enough. I let go of being angry and short with the boys. I let go of crappy food. That's from my journal when I was there. And I thank you for witnessing and listening to that. And I hope that some of that landed with you. When I'm on my phone, when I'm rushing, when I'm not present, 
and my boys are calling me and I'm snapping at them, I'm letting go of that. I don't need coffee. I haven't drank coffee since I've been back. It's been over a week. I feel amazing. I'm cooking beautiful food, organic food. I'm looking after my body. I'm moving. I'm having beautiful discussions with my husband. I rewired my entire schedule. I rewired my life with my husband and the things that are non-negotiables now. When you go to a retreat and you are ready, that's what I'll say. When you go to a retreat and you're ready, it can be the catalyst for the most life-changing experiences that happen in your life. And every time I've come back from a retreat, that's how I felt. It's been incredible. I got back on Friday night. My boys came. They brought me flowers at the airport and I was crying. It was beautiful. And on the flight back, I met a woman who I knew from years ago. She was sitting in the same row as me and another woman in the middle who we became friends with. And I was chatting away. I consciously decided, I want to talk. I want to hear stories. I want to be with women. And I allowed myself to integrate back into my life on that airplane ride home. It was beautiful. We all got each other's numbers. Really nice. I came home. I saw my boys. Spent the day on Saturday looking at houses, housing inspections, unpacking. And then Sunday we had our beautiful sisterhood day. And I can't tell you what a way to come home with my members, with my women, with my clients to do the inner work. These women who are so brave and so courageous to cry and to shed and to share. And I told them the same thing I'm telling you, that I don't have all my shit together, that I was being driven by fear that was driving me to burn out and driving me to never switch off, which is unsustainable. And I do not want to be an example for that. Yes, it requires hard work to kill it and to build a business as fast as we did and to make an impact. Of course, I'm not kidding myself. There's hard work ahead. However, we need balance. If we have too much of something, then something is taken out. And the key is finding your level of balance. You cannot run so hard, so fast for too long. Erica, that's what I said to myself. And now that I'm back, I've integrated and I want to continue to keep the things that served me, moving my body in the morning, not being on my phone first thing. So there's things we've put in place to change. And this change not only affects me, it affects my husband, it affects my kids. You know, it affects my team, which means there are conversations that we needed to have. And we did. And that's how our change continues to happen. And now my retreat experience impacts my family, impacts my husband, impacts my relationships, impacts the way I coach my clients. Something I did supposedly for myself has impacted so many people. And hopefully this message is impacting you, getting you to think about things a little bit differently. So big podcast. This is a long one. It's usually 15 to 20 minutes, but I really wanted to come back home, have some time and share this experience with you just to remind you that we do need rest. We do need to stop. We do need to become available to ourselves. There was this beautiful quote that I wish I would have wrote down or took a photo of, but I didn't have my phone. Many things I wanted to take a photo of that I was like, damn, (laughs) Um, mental photo. But it was something like, we're always giving our attention outward. We're giving our attention to so many things. And the best gift we can give ourselves is a little bit of our own attention. It was something like that. Giving yourself your own attention is the best gift you can give yourself. And I was like, wow, 
I don't give myself my own attention. I don't sit with myself and journal and talk to myself all the time and be alone and say, what do I want to do right now? And that was a game changer. So if there's anything I would ask you to take away from this episode, besides saying you should come to Australia and go to the Gwingana <laughs> spa, because it's amazing. Start thinking about, are you in balance right now? Are you out of balance? When's the last time you rested by yourself, took time for yourself? Is there an opportunity for you to do that? Is there an opportunity for you to journal on how you feel and have a discussion with yourself on paper? It's so powerful. It's so powerful. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to my vulnerable share and and coming on this journey and this experience that I just went on for five days. And this is something that I'm going to do again. This is something that I'm going to get my husband to go and do and something that we'll probably go and do together once each of us has experienced it on our own. So powerful. I mean, I can't explain, but I love you so much. I hope this podcast served you. And if anything, I hope it invites you to put in some downtime in your calendar, put in some non-productive, relaxing, reading a book, having some tea, chilling out, having a bath, doing nothing, just being. I hope it reminds you to just be and not do for a little bit. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.